back again with Kicking Cancer Cares. Our sponsor for this second half is Marianne McNally. She is a residential real estate specialist with Next Home Realty Connection. She, uh, if you are looking to buy a home or sell a home, she is your go-to girl. She is so kind and sweet. Even if you've got questions and you're just not really sure where to start, give her a call at 503 503- 409-4389 and she will walk you through this very easily. And then please make sure to keep her in your prayers as she is currently going through her own battle as well. And we still have Brenda on the phone with yes, us. Yes, you still there? You in Arizona, you still there, Brenda? I'm still here and it's a joy to be together with my Oregon besties. Hey. <laughs> well, let me let me pick up where that little teaser left off with the, the commercial break. So I'm just going to read this one more time and just get you ladies' thoughts on this. There was this guy again in 1937. He was with Prudential Life as a statistician. He made he had some concerns about what was happening with our food system. In the 40s and 50s, laboratory mice were beginning to confirm his concerns. And it says, following World War II, frozen and enriched foods became more widely available. Um, things like soft drinks, ice cream, candy bars, pizza, hamburgers, french fries, potato chips, other fast foods became a way of life, and cancer rates began to climb. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then in 1971, President Nixon formally declared a war on the disease and commissioned the National Cancer Institute to eradicate it. Okay, so I find it intriguing that 52 years ago, <clears throat> he told them to eradicate, mm-hmm. which means mm-hmm. to get rid of. Right. And mm-hmm. yet, wipe out. wipe out. Well, when he did that, there were 650,000 new cases that year. Oh, In their mm-hmm. efforts to eradicate cancer, we are now approaching 2 million new cases on top of the 1.9 million, on top of the 1.8 million they reported. The we're not wow. eradicating this thing at all. We're growing it. We're growing no. it. Mm-hmm. We're growing it. Mm-hmm. We're feeding it. Which will continue to play into our discussion. Yes. So we're going to fast forward a little bit to the 1960s. And there was a turning point in the 60s and 70s when awareness of the deficiencies of contemporary way of life and eating generated the natural foods and holistic health movement. So we jokingly talk about the hippie movement, right? But that was really kind of an awareness that was occurring. Vegetarian Mm -hmm. health foods had long been available, but their quality was very low, and they appealed only to a tiny market. Suddenly, Mm -hmm. the post-war generation, post-Vietnam War generation, had become active in integrating southern lunch containers and preserving the rice fields of Vietnam. They actually formed a thing called World Food Day. Okay. In the late Mm -hmm. 1960s, to consider Mm -hmm. the impact of modern agriculture on world hunger. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're concerned enough now that we actually organize a thing called the World Food Day. Yeah. Is that still a thing? Uh, it should be. Yeah. It is. It is. It's on KSLM station. We we, we have now launched. It is today. It is today. <laughs> I think let's do it. Today's going to be the start of it. Let's start it. <laughs> well, by 1976, the concern for healthy food echoed through the halls of Congress. There was a historic report called the Dietary Goals for the United States. And a Senate Select Committee on Nutrition and Human Needs listed cancer as one of six... Cancer was one of six major degenerative diseases associated with improper nutrition. Mm-hmm. 
The report sent shockwaves through the American food industry and medical profession. The Cattle mm-hmm. and Hog Growers Association, the poultry and egg producers, the refined salt and sugar industry condemned that report. They did. We did a, a, a podcast on that or a show on that. We did sometime back, yeah. Yeah. They so hit it. They, they buried it. So s- Congress did what Congress should be doing, and they formed a committee to talk about a problem in the United States. And they come back with all this stuff, and they said, there's a problem here, and we could actually get rid of cancer because it's one of the six, it's one of the six diseases, degenerative diseases, that's associated with improper nutrition. Mm-hmm. Then the mm-hmm. lobbyists for all these industries said, wait, if you release that report, you're going to kill our industries. Mm-hmm. And guess what they didn't do? They buried it. They buried it. Mm-hmm. And I know Brenda has thoughts right now. Well, and instead of killing our industry by burying that report, then they bury the report and kill the people instead. Exactly. Take yeah. out the people instead. You know, and like we talked a while back, like I, I, I do say pretty often, we, we're convincing our, conveniencing ourselves right out of health. All of those things came out, you'd said, just right after the 1960s, if we had the, the Vietnam War, we'd have those earlier world wars. And here's all these great convenient foods. You've got uh, the Betty Crocker mixes that are starting to come out. You've got TV dinners that are starting to come out. Microwaves are starting to be a little bit more popular in homes coming up into the 90s. And all of that is for the convenience. But the convenience is taking away all of our health. And we kind of have to choose. It takes effort to be healthy. You have to be in the kitchen chopping up a few vegetables in order to get some help. And it doesn't have to be expensive. It can be if you zip over to the Whole Foods and you buy already pre-prepared cut-up fruit. It might be. But if you can buy an apple, you know, those things are going to be a lot, uh, very, very inexpensive and go a long way. And I just feel like we are. We're just conveniencing ourselves right out of health. Cancer is a huge one, but they just said there were six major diseases they were talking about right there. Well, well said. this next section actually kind of brings up some of those other of the other six. Mm-hmm. Okay. So after that report was buried, um, that actually opened the door for a return to healthy foods. So now we're talking the late late 70s, early 80s. <clears throat> Within the next five years, dozens of medical and scientific associations collaborate, collaborated to link between diet and disease. So in mm-hmm. 1979, there was a report called the Healthy People, Healthy Promotion and Disease Prevention that the U.S. Surgeon General, so now you got Senate's out of the picture altogether. Now you got the Surgeon General who said people should consume less saturated fat and cholesterol, less red meat, more complex carbohydrates such as whole grains, cereals, fruits, and vegetables. The Association of the Heart, the Heart Association, the Diabetes Association, the Society for Clinical Nutrition, and the Department of Agri- Agricultural Agriculture praised that report. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, so we're talking diabetes, mm-hmm. heart disease, mm-hmm. clinical nutrition, and Department of Agriculture praised that report. Praised it's, it. Mm-hmm. They, Interesting. Yeah. It is, once again, it comes down to their wealth over our health. Yep. You don't mm-hmm. want us to destroy your industry because you want to continue to profit off it at the cost of us. Yep. 
And it's a hard thing because us are the ones that have to keep their industry going. I mean, us as human beings. Right. Us as human beings are the ones that spend the money to buy the product to be able to keep their business going. So they can't really kill us uh, off as human beings because then there would be no one to be able to purchase their product. So they can't exactly kill us. But they don't want to keep us too healthy either because then we won't buy the products either. We have to be just in that little sweet spot where we're addicted to it and want it and crave it, but not so much that we're getting overly healthy or overly dead, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's none of us left to be able to get it. Yeah. So now let's jump forward to 1981. Okay. Mm-hmm. A panel from the American Association for the Advancement of Science... So we've got lots of different organizations, Senate Committee, Surgeon General, all these different people making very similar statements. This one declared that changes in our eating habits could have significant benefits such as an 88% reduction in heart disease, 88% reduction, and a 50% reduction in cancer. Wow. Amazing. That's a huge number. 50% reduction. Huge. And that was 40 years ago. Wow. 1982, the National Academy of Sciences issued a 472-page report called Diet, Nutrition, and Cancer, and they actually called on the general public to reduce substantial consumption of foods high in saturated and unsaturated fat and increase your daily intake of grains, vegetables, and, fr- vegetables and fruits, which mm-hmm. I think is intriguing they phrase it that way because – Right, I talk about that. Yeah. It says eat your fruits and yeah. vegetables. Actually, it should be reversed. Eat your vegetables. And then and your fr- fruits. You should eat five vegetables for two fruits. So they actually said there should be an increase in whole grains, vegetables, and fruit. Mm-hmm. Nice. The panel reviewed hundreds of medical studies associated with long-term patterns, and they said that cancers like colon, stomach, breast, lung, esophageal, which is your throat, ovarian, and prostate – all of those cancers could see a 30 to 40% reduction mm. in men and a 60% reduction in women wow. if we ate whole grains, vegetables, and fruit. Wow. That's an mm. awful simple a, solution. A very, very. That's huge. Especially yeah. for a 40 and a 60% difference. Those are massive. Di- That's huge. Yeah. 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 And I think what they're saying there, uh, Baron and Amanda, is they're also saying that eating vegetables, fruit, and whole grains. We're not talking about going and buying Wonder Bread at the store or Lucky Charms in the cereal aisle. We're talking whole grains. Wait, 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 wait. Lucky Charms is not a whole grain? Dad, dumb it. Have I I ruined your breakfast? Have I done that for you? (laughs) I know they might try to say that. Uh, you know, but putting that into your body, that is going to be able to increase all of your enzymes and be able to help fight against all of these challenges that you're having. So they're, so they're telling us, add this into your body and you will be much more healthy. We're not talking about the yow-yow foods. We're talking about whole grains here. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I brought a book in and I showed this to Amanda and the listeners can't see it, but I think Amanda will take a picture of this because I find this really intriguing. This was a book that I created in January of, ni- of 2018. When Brenda and I had the idea to do the Warrior Dash, this is way before kicking cancer was even an idea. This mm-hmm. is just like, let's go do something fun, like get muddy. And, yeah. and then my friends at Costco said, can we join you? And I made this book where I put pictures of Brenda. And I was like, you know what? She's not a make-believe person, guys. She really <laughs> does exist. And so I made this mm-hmm. book. But I, but I also had one in here 
where there's a picture of four days' worth of supplements that Brenda was taking. And, Amanda, I think you can validate there's a lot of honest... A lot. So it's four days, but that looks like so much. Did you... T- mm-hmm. So did you do like a, a a.m., noon, mm-hmm. evening, and night? How, I, how, I did. How did. I did. You're exactly right. Yeah. I divided into four sections, and each one had, I don't, I don't know, maybe there was nine or ten pills oh, or yeah. 20 pills per section. Four I can't more. remember. And I did. I took them for And I set a timer on my phone to remind me to take them because it was just overwhelming. And I'll tell you what, before I had, before I knew that I was diagnosed with cancer and it began a regime like this, I really didn't take hardly any any pills. And my point is, uh, none of these were medications. All of them were supplements. But my point is that I wasn't comfortable taking pills. Like I didn't swallow them very well. And boy, you know, it took me three, maybe maybe a month, three weeks or a month. Man, I could just take that whole cup, drop it in my mouth and swallow it up. <laughs> well, and, and in this picture, Brenda, you've got all these things that you bought. On the top of one of them, it says uh, two per day. And this one says uh, one in the a.m., one at night. So you really had this down to a science yeah. as to how often to take what. And you've got one here that, uh, you know, again, I think Matt will take a picture of this for the listeners that do want to see it. But you have 16 different supplements in your hand in this picture. Okay. So yeah. one of them is a really large, black, dark, purple-looking item. And then there's some oh. clear orange ones and then a, a red one and a purple and white one. I don't know what they all are. <laughs> you can tell they're all vitamins, right. though, like yeah. the supplements. They're, they're not all like um, hardcore pharmacy drugs. Yeah, yeah, but, exactly. But that picture um, kind of stirred me to bring a second part of our talking point. We've still got another uh, 10 minutes here. So a, a book that we started talking about, Killing Cancer, Not, not people, people, right? So there's a whole section in this called Supplements. Okay. An entire chapter on supplements. Everything from uh, magnesium chloride to uh, uh glutothionine and you know a lot of things that we're not going to talk about but there's one specifically i want to talk about called iodine oh yeah and there's two reasons i want to bring this up one morgan was with us a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. morgan is now uh, a survivor of cancer yes and i'm Mm -hmm. trying to chase my phraseology if i say that you're a cancer survivor cancer is still the first word cancer still has some power in that sentence Mm -hmm. You are a survivor of cancer. We moved cancer to the end of the sentence. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> you know, we, we took the power away from cancer and moved it to the end of the sentence. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, Morgan is a survivor of cancer, mm-hmm. but it's thyroid mm-hmm. cancer. And in this book, this is going to tie everything we just talked about together. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. And the very final question is the one that you ask at the start of the show. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies. No, you you led right into the very end of the discussion. Look, let's just get to the good part. Let's just go to the end. Let's go to the end. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> the one supplement they talked about here was iodine. And it says, as a population, we know little about iodine or the wondrous things it can do for us. Instead, we tolerate our bouts of sickness. We tolerate our bouts of sickness and chronic illness with no thought or regard to why these routinely inhibit our bodies. Many of us are old enough to remember when they used to put iodine in our bread and our bakery products. Mm-hmm. About 50 years ago, the average American got approximately one milligram of iodine daily in their diet. And guess what? Thyroid mm-hmm. problems were very rare. Yes. What happened? And again, I'm quoting the book. Through <laughs> You're it, like, don't come for me. Don't, and don't <laughs> shoot me. I'm just the messenger. 
Through its <laughs> infinite wisdom, the food industry, driven by the FDA, decided to remove iodine from bread and bakery items and replace it with bromine. So my shocking information for you is, what the heck is bromine? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Brenda found this amazing article, and we're just going to hit a few points in here, but... Um, Brenda, you can help us here. Bromine is, yeah. is well, it says when bromines are ingested. What exactly, Brenda, are bromines, and how are they part of this particular family? They're bromines the, how, fall into family. the same, what's that? They fall into the halidide family. Yes, and they're in the same family with iodine and fluorine and chlorine and a couple of other elements. And the point is, if you think about the elemental chart that you probably learned about when you were in uh, middle school or high school, then that family of elements all run in a row right there. So they're very similar. They have similar composition. And that is why they felt that bromine could replace iodine because they are pretty similar in the elemental chart. They're obviously not the same because they were the same. They wouldn't have a different name, right. but they're kind of similar. And that's why they could feel like they could use it as a substitute right there. And the bromine goes into the bread. It gives it a different kind of a consistency. It gives it a spongy consistency. It helps it set up a little bit doughier. And you know what? American palates and different people around the world, we get used to that and we like it. You know, when we eat spongy, soft bread, we think that's really tasty, mm-hmm. and we enjoy that. And so they're catering to our taste buds, which they created, really. I mean, we didn't have yeah. that until they put it in there and said, huh, this is a little spongier. Seems like people might like this better. Let's go see if the public will like it. And then they kind of got us hooked on it. And so we enjoy that taste. We enjoy that flavor. We enjoy that mouthfeel. And so the bromine is still in there. And and, you and it was and it would have been cheaper at the time to use than the than the iodine, which is why they did originally. Right, and and anyone that has gone to Europe and had European breads, European breads are typically harder. The outside's more crusty. Um, and there there's a totally different consistency to European breads. Do they use iodine still? They do. Yeah. Because. Yep. Yep. And again, this is from that article. Uh, it says, when bromines are ingested or absorbed into the body, it displaces the trace mineral iodine, which can cause health issues. Mm-hmm. Potassium bromate has been banned in Europe, China, and other nations, but not in the United States. Not. And that's not why in bread, the U.S. That's why bread in Europe is different than bread in the United States, because we put this bromine in to give it that doughier taste, doughier consistency. Mm-hmm. For the record, I hate bread. <laughs> and and so, like Brenda was saying, it what it does is it, it attacks your endocrine system, but it also attacks your thyroid. Interesting. It attacks your thyroid. Yes. Then two. Com- and it also has issues with breast cancer and several other kinds of yeah. cancer. And you said that you you want to go on record saying that you hate bread, but sadly <laughs> enough, it's in an awful lot of other kinds of food products and other items also, like dyes and and gasoline and flame retardants and um, cosmetics. So it's actually in a lot of things. It's crazy that something that's been banned. In, in Europe and China. In other countries, multiple countries, not whole just na- one. Not just a country, the whole continent of Europe. Yeah. The whole continent then of Europe banned why it. would we continue to consume it? Well, you said that earlier. The money, honey. <laughs> Their the money. Help. So it says to combat the iodine deficiency. So we took iodine out of the bread. We put bromine in instead. To combat it, the government, in its infinite wisdom, that's my words, not his, um, <laughs> added iodine to our table salt. 
So now you can see yep. the label says iodized salt. Yes. Iodized salt was introduced to the American diet, and many in the medical community believed no one could be deficient. We now know that is not true. We also now know that white iodized salt is not good for us. No. And yet we consume iodized salt to replace the iodine that's not in the bread. Right. Right. Our our salt actually should have color. That's just a thing. Just be aware of it. Like pink Himalayan salt, black salt. Technically, your salt should have color. If it's white, it's usually been quite bleached. So I'm going to jump forward in the article. What are the effects of bromines on humans? Yes. Unfortunately, Americans have seen an increased risk of cancer of the breast, thyroid gland, ovarian, and prostate in alarming rates since introducing bromine to our diet. Mm -hmm. Um, Over the last two decades, people in the United States have been eating bread that used to have iodine, which has now been replaced with bromine. Breast cancer, um, there's now a one in eight chance of women getting breast cancer. Uh, It just goes on and on here. Thyroid cancer, you've got a a 4%, 5% chance for females, 2,180 deaths from thyroid cancer, which is supposed to be a very rare cancer. So to go back to- They're feeding to, it to us. They're feeding it to us. Yeah, they're feeding it to us. And I know we're going to run close on time. So I want to make sure I get this last yes, comment in here. 40 years ago, they replaced this. Bromines, however, have no value to the thyroid, unlike iodine. So the very last thing this gentleman in here says, and he's a, an MD, Dr. Jim Hosenstein, he says, could- this substitution of bromine for iodine have been carried out to increase disease and thus create more need for pharmaceutical <laughs> drugs. Mm-hmm. Drop bike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> are, are they doing it to us on purpose? Indeed. Well, when mm-hmm. something's banned in multiple countries, continents, all of that, then it's like, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, it's on purpose. It feels like it's on purpose. Yeah. Just like we're the, one of the only states or, uh, or one of the only countries that can advertise pharmaceuticals. There's so many things yeah. that we allow for that And the that only industry. other one that allows it is New Zealand. Yeah, and it's, it's, yeah. it's bizarre. Yeah. It's, we're allowing them to decline our health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to give up on the items that have that in it. Don't, we want to put the, the hands over our ears and go, la, 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 la. Don't tell me that. I don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Brenda, we always appreciate you calling in and giving mm. your uh, input. Um, in our last in our last few minutes, I do want to throw out um, an announcement that we have not only a, a, a physical store you can walk into thirty seven thirty seven Cherry Avenue. We now have an online e commerce presence. Okay. And that site is about two percent away from being ready to launch. There was a couple little glitches we caught, but we're going to get those. For example, there's a shipping cost, but if you buy one sticker, there's still a six dollars. We're trying to eliminate that one dollar sticking shipping cost on one sticker. Oh, you yes, know? yes. We're fixing that, but mm-hmm. because of Ozzy, I'm announcing now. Please email Amanda to let you know if you buy any shirt of any color, we will give you a gray hat free. Wow. In okay. honor wow. of Ozzy. A wow. gray hat free in honor of Ozzy. This is a buy one, get one mm. free. Wow. But you have oh. to email Amanda and let her know you want to take advantage of that. So email me, Amanda at kslm.news. Again, that's Amanda at kslm.news. And we'll, uh, we'll honor this little boy with some gray hats. And you buy, shirts are $25. You buy a $25 shirt of any color you want, and we will give you a gray hat. That's a $30 hat for free in honor of Ozzy. I love that. I, I love, love it. Yeah. With honor, Ozzy. Yes. Let's do it. 
please. Well, Brenda, we still have about a minute. Any phenomenal news for us from Arizona? Anything amazing that you've got to share? Well, we've got some great people down here that have really followed the story of Ozzy so closely, and they've never met Ozzy, but just because of the work that we've been doing, that Baron, myself, Amanda, I've been telling people about the radio shows, I've been sending them articles that we've, that we've produced, and they have found our site, they've looked up the shirts, they've ordered some shirts, and they've followed Ozzy so closely, and they've taken it hard, you know, they've taken it hard, as we all have, but at the same time, they found hope in this little person mm -hmm. who just exuded happiness, and this family that was willing to share by photos this journey for everybody, and it's given them a lot of hope for that, and so my point is, our message is spreading, it's spreading to people that didn't even know other folks that are involved in this personally, and because of that, this is going to make a big difference. All we have to do is just continue pushing forward, and other people will hear this. They will start getting the message. They will start getting more help, and they will also start jumping on the bandwagon to be able to prevent and kick in cancer for themselves and their loved ones. Yes, that is right. Mm -hmm. All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. Our sponsor for today is Marianne McNally. She is a residential specialist with Next Home Realty Connection. If you're looking to buy a home, sell a home, or just not where to sure, ugh, just not sure where to start, she is your go-to girl at 503-409-4389. And thank you so much, Brenda, for joining us. It's always such a pleasure. We'll be back next <laughs> so week. So good. I enjoy it. <laughs> As the, the movement, let's one more time. One more time. One more we'll be time. back next week as, as the, the movement, movement continues. continues.